This message comes from NPR sponsor Noom. Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, helps you build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. Check out The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. President Biden's formally pursuing new sweeping sanctions against Russia. NPR's Tamara Keefe says Biden addressed a bipartisan group of governors at the White House today about his decision. This marks two years since Russia invaded Ukraine and comes a week after the unexplained death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny in an Arctic penal colony. Biden met yesterday with Navalny's wife and daughter and repeated there is no question that Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. I assured them his legacy will continue to live around the world. And we in the United States are going to continue to ensure that Putin pays the price for his aggression abroad and repression at home. That includes more than 500 new sanctions against Russia, targeting its financial sector, defense industrial base, and those connected to the Navalny imprisonment. Tamara Keith, NPR News, the White House. On the eve of the second anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, the U.S. Congress is under pressure to approve more military assistance. Some Republicans are hesitating, partly in light of Russia's recent gains on the battlefield. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba says he thinks his country can still win this war. It's more or less balanced. Of course, every death, every loss is is a tragedy. But uh, I think it would be an exaggeration to say that we lost control over the situation. Kuleba on ABC's Good Morning America. Mediators are meeting in Paris, negotiating over a temporary ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict. NPR's Daniel Estrin reports from Tel Aviv. Officials are signaling progress. Senior Hamas leaders held talks in Cairo this week. An Egyptian source close to the talks tells NPR Hamas is prepared to accept a six-week pause in fighting and to free some of its Israeli hostages in exchange for Israel freeing Palestinians held in Israeli jails. U.S. Envoy Brett McGurk has been meeting with Egyptian and Israeli officials. White House spokesman John Kirby. These discussions are, are going well. They are constructive. Um, he is obviously keenly focused on uh, trying to see if we can't cement a hostage deal for an extended pause. The U.S. wants more humanitarian aid to enter Gaza as part of the deal. An Israeli official tells NPR Israel is sending a delegation to Paris today to continue talks. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Tel Aviv. AT&T is looking into the widespread cellular outage that affected tens of thousands of customers across the United States yesterday. The company says that based on an initial review, it believes an error in coding as it was expanding the network caused the disruptions. AT&T is one of the largest telecommunications companies in the world. U.S. stocks are mixed this hour. The S&P is up seven. The Dow has risen 82 points. The Nasdaq is down a fraction. You're listening to NPR News. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey says she supports state legislative efforts to address the legal limbo involving in vitro fertilization services in her state. Member station WBHM reports Ivey issued a statement in which she says her state works to foster a culture of life. She says, quote, this certainly includes some couples hoping and praying to be parents who utilize IVF, end quote. Last week, the Alabama Supreme Court ruled frozen embryos are considered children under state law. The decision prompted multiple IVF providers in the state to pause or restrict fertility services while they assess the legal implications for doctors and patients. 
A Texas judge has ruled against a black high school student after Houston Area School District repeatedly suspended him for his dreadlocks. Houston Public Media's Lucia Vasquez reports the student's legal team plans to appeal the ruling. 18-year-old Daryl George has faced repeated suspensions for the length of his dreadlocks since the school year began. George's legal team say his hair is protected under a state law that prohibits race-based hair discrimination against students and employees. After hours of testimony, a Houston-area judge sided with Barbers Hill School District because the law doesn't explicitly include protections for hair length. George's attorney, Allie Booker, says they're going to continue to fight. That's the reason that we have appeals, because they don't get it right. We'll be back here. Over my body, we'll be back here. The family is also suing the district in federal court, where they're pushing to prevent the district from enforcing the policy until the lawsuit is resolved. For NPR News, I'm Lucio Vasquez. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Anthropic. Their Claude 3 model family is enterprise-ready AI. Haiku is fast and cost-effective. Sonnet perfectly balances skill with speed. And Opus sets new intelligence industry benchmarks. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude.